In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing great. Sorry, no Ron tonight. A miracle has occurred, and he's lost his voice. Can't believe it. <laughs> so I am going to be not flying solo, but I am going to be joined this evening by my guest co-host, Mike Markowitz. Hello. You there? Hey. Yep. How you doing? Doing great. Excellent. Yeah, no uh, Ron. No Ron. I know. There's nobody here to abuse me, and that doesn't mean you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, <laughs> it's, hey. uh, you know, he, I guess he's uh, sick, and um, his voice isn't uh, doing very well. No, and he's uh, he's been uh, shanghaied into jury duty for the last week, and... Uh, so he can't, well, he likes that stuff, so he probably likes that, but he he probably really didn't want to be sick while he was doing it, so yeah. uh, at any rate, but um, I know that some of you may recognize Mike from shows past, he's he's my, uh, he's my pinch hit, my pitch hitter, pinch hitter, what's that? Pinch, what's that? pinch hitter, yeah. It's pinch hitter. How about standing? That, that's yeah. right. Alternate. <laughs> whenever, whenever Ron bails on me. I turn to my, my trusty standby, Mike, and uh, Mike is also the author of... You're going to make me say it. Yes, I'm going to make you say it. EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts Ghostly Voices. That's yeah. exhausting. Yeah, I wanted it shorter, <laughs> but the publisher wanted the, mass, the word Massachusetts in there, so they well, win. Well, I guess you got to do what you got to do, but... Yeah. Uh, if you all ha- uh, don't already have that book, I highly urge you to go out and purchase that book. And uh, is it still on Amazon, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it's still out there. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a good book. I like it. I, like, I mean, if, you know, if I was getting into electronic voice phenomenon and uh, doing recording, that's one of the books that I would uh, definitely own because it has a whole bunch of voices on there. There's over, uh, I think it's over 85 clips. Mm-hmm. Um, some really cool sounding stuff on there, you know, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good read. Excellent. And yeah, a good I listen. Like <laughs> a good listen. You can throw the, uh, throw the CD on and, uh, get all freaked out while you read it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Those, all those voices, you know, I, I recorded just about every single, uh, track on there, you know, except for a couple. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're all, they're all real and it's, uh, it's crazy what you can pick up with audio. That is, 
I mean, I mean, that's. I think that that is one of the biggest parts of paranormal investigation now. I really do. I think that the EVPs just make it. That, well, it's direct communication with spirit, you know. <laughs> so uh, that's what people try to do. They just use different devices, but I always use audio because you can hear your uh, your answers if you're asking mm-hmm. questions, or you can pick pick up extraneous sounds and stuff, and uh, that gives you more of an idea of uh, what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So why not why not do audio? I mean, oh, there's your absolutely. evidence right there. You know. Yeah, I think you miss out, and uh, and it, you're right. Absolutely, your spirit communication. Yeah. That's and speaking about. of spirit communication, sorry, <laughs> yeah. uh, we have our guest this evening on the line, and uh, her name is Celeste Woods, and she is a psychic medium. Uh, she is down in Manassas, Virginia, and we would like to welcome Celeste. Are you there? I am. How are you guys? Oh, awesome. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. This is such fun. <laughs> we just we love to have fun here. It's not it's uh it's it's usually Ron is a little more growly, but you know, we always have fun. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to have Mike here because um I I have listened personally to one of Mike's wonderful recordings. Uh Mike probably does not remember this, but several years ago in the middle of a blizzard, uh I got oh, to I, sit I in that. a park Do you really? Uh we yes, were sitting in a, in a parking lot. Uh, after having dinner, after having dinner with friends, and we were all together, uh, a whole group of us, and um, I got to listen to Mike play one of his um, EVPs of angels. Mm. Uh, that really brought me to tears. It was absolutely wonderful. So that was a real thrill. I never forgot that. Yeah, that was cool stuff. That is a great recording. I know the one you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's, awesome. a, that's unusual. I mean, I, I still haven't recorded anything. Um, with that kind of level of uh, unification to it since either. I still only have those original recordings. On. I, haven't, I haven't picked up anything quite like that since. Hopefully I will soon, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful stuff. It was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad you spe- liked it. Speaking of, of angels, and I know, you know that's part of, of what you do, Celeste, um, do, you, do you feel like... When you communicate with spirit or, or angels, I mean, Mike is always tends to think, hear things like in a group like that. Do you mm-hmm. do you hear things like like how does it come through to you? Uh, mostly telepathically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how I receive most of my messages, uh, both from spirit guides and from angels uh, for individuals during a reading or or if I'm doing a group gallery, mm-hmm. um, I receive telepathically. Sometimes I will have a clairaudient experience where I'll actually hear it outside of my of my human ear. Mm-hmm. That will stop you dead in your tracks. <laughs> no problem. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. I actually had it happen a couple of weekends ago uh, mm-hmm. in New Jersey. I was teaching a class and um, was preparing a yoga studio space uh, for my students who were about to arrive. And there's a resident spirit in this house, which is, you know, a couple hundred years old. It's just this magnificent Victorian. And as I was walking from one room to another, I heard, hey. (laughs) And I went, well, hey yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that cool, though, Celeste, when when the voice goes from being a, uh, you know, an EVP to an AVP, this is an audible voice phenomenon. Um, That's amazing when that stuff happens. 
I have to tell you, Mike, that it always um, takes my breath away. I never, ever get tired of the phenomenon of what I do. Um, I I think it's extraordinary. Uh, It's an amazing gift that I feel blessed with, but I'm quick to remind everybody that what I do, uh, really anybody can do. Uh, because we're spirit first. So I do a lot of training in that area. But every and time I get an AVP or, or have an extraordinary experience, it's just mind-blowing. And I think you're right on that. With training, you can um, become more open to it and actually have more spiritual encounters and have stuff happen uh, to you if you can train yourself to think about it more and to open yourself up to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with my recordings, I have uh, a female who always comes in and you know, just says my name uh, almost every time I record. And um, I had an experience at work um, where it was very quiet and I was just working at my computer. And all of a sudden, you hear this female voice say, Michael. And uh, the girl in back of me says, who was that? <laughs> and then I had to explain that it was a, uh, just a spirit that follows me around, and she got freaked out. <laughs> so blase, she says that, right? Oh, but, it's just a spirit. <laughs> well, you so kind of get used to it after a while, which is a good thing because it means yeah. you can move on and, and start to accept other things. You know, you have to take it in hurdles, you know, take one step at a time. Right. And, and when As did you know. realize, Celeste, that you, you had this gift? Well, I, I think it was, it's really come to me in layers. Uh, I grew up in New York City uh, mm-hmm. on the Upper West Side, and the joke in New York is if you want a good apartment, somebody has to die first. Right? <laughs> so everybody, yeah. Yeah. everybody reads the obits, and then they find out where the great rent-controlled apartments are, and then they run. Ah. Um, it's, it's true, honestly. Uh, <laughs> my, my family and I were living in the same apartment building that my father grew up in, Wow. An old man Doherty died on the third floor, and so my mom flipped to the super a $50 bill, which was a lot of money in those days. Yeah. And we got in the apartment, and unfortunately it came with old man Doherty. <laughs> and, uh, mm. So everywhere I've lived, um, there's been a lot of spiritual activity around me uh, that I've observed. And I hit a certain age, probably in my late teens, early 20s, that uh, uh, I noticed things were actually starting to happen to me. I would feel the touch um, of someone patting my, my back as I was falling asleep, or I would have a clear audience experience, and I thought, what the, you know, what was that? You know, I had no idea what was happening to me. Um, and then I would get long stretches of nothing, and then I would have another extraordinary experience. So um, I was guided to, to, um, to participate in paranormal investigation, Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a paranormal investigator for uh, quite a few years mm-hmm. and uh, had all kinds of wild and crazy experiences. But then I realized I could walk into a space and, and really not need any equipment. Right. And that's when I realized, uh-oh, these guys are really starting to get ticked off because <laughs> I'm able to just point and say, there it is. You know, and of course, they've got their meters going and they're all excited. Um, so I, I backed away from that and uh, the gift started to become um, really stronger for me uh, in my in my late 30s and 40s. And then I just started to do private readings. And once I got validation from people, which I couldn't believe, I was like, shut up, really? <laughs> people were like, yeah, really, that's Uncle Frank and Aunt Mary, you know. Wow. Um, that's when I knew that whatever was going on with me was intended for me to, to use to help other people. Mm-hmm. And a great deal of what I do is, is social work and grief counseling combined with connecting to loved ones who've crossed over as well as guides and angels. So it's 
when someone comes to me for a reading, it's really a combination of all those things. It's pretty cool. Mm. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, too, but... No, I'm just saying uh, I'm I'm jealous because, you know, <laughs> most of my stuff, um, although I've had some incredible experiences, um, they're few and far in between, but it's all, it all happens on recordings. So, but you hear it yeah. all the time and, uh, you know, that's a point where I'd like to get to, but, you know. <laughs> Do you ever wish that you could? Take a class, be- Mike. <laughs> I know, huh? Really? I'll come up and teach. <laughs> oh, see, we can get Celeste up here. I know. She, you travel yeah. all the time. Don't there you go. Oh, You're gosh. I'm just off a month-long run. Wow. So I haven't wow. even unpacked my suitcase yet. Tonight was laundry night, so I'm thrilled to be doing this instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it ever, do you ever, does it ever, like, intrude too much? Do you feel like sometimes you want to turn it off? Um, over Over time, you become really um, experienced at setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And limits with spirit, uh, and I, I rely greatly on my guides to um, to sort of shield me. You know, if I say I'm not working right now, I, I really need some time. I won't be intruded upon. Then, under those circumstances, if something comes through, I know it's important. Um, uh-huh. Living down here in Virginia, where they keep the history, you know, uh-huh. it's uh, it's crazy. Civil War ghosts, ghosts, and and all of uh-huh. that. Um, I've I've had a few soldiers follow me home in the back seat of my car. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty wild down here. I'm telling you, Mike, you've got to come down to a battlefield with yeah, your with your microphone. Yeah, everyone have says a there's uh, all kinds of stuff down there in the battlefield. Oh, so everything from incredible. soldiers and bugles and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I took uh, one of my teams, uh, I had done a paranormal uh, class, you know, teaching people how to be investigators, and we took them out to the battlefield at about 2 a.m., and uh, you could hear musket fire wow. coming from the battlefield and the boom, boom, boom of cannons, and oh it my was God. just wild. Wow. I mean, the whole, the whole group heard it, so. <laughs> it's, I know, Mike's probably salivating right now. Um, <laughs> Well, that's a thing, Come too. Come on I mean, down that's, anytime. But that's a, truly, um, that's can, a huge thing You can set happen. your boundaries and set your limits. Um, yeah. I, I tell people that you're like a house. You have screens, you have a glass window, and you have shutters. Mm-hmm. You've got to have layers of, of boundary when you're working with spirit. Wow. Okay. I, I did always kind of wonder about that in people yeah. who are gifted like this, you know, how you, you know, did put up that barrier. So that is that's interesting to know. That's very uh, well, sometimes handy. Sometimes <laughs> it's difficult. You can walk in, you know, a public place and and see spirits following people around, mm. or um, occasionally I'll I'll receive some kind of a medical intuition about someone, and of course you can't approach someone randomly and and give them information off the bat. That would be wrong. Uh, I always say I'm not a kamikaze medium. I, right. I don't do that to people. I don't. I honestly, I, I know some do, but I just. I can't do it because um, mm-hmm. you never know if someone's prepared to receive whatever it is that you want to give them. So I try to be respectful, but uh, sometimes you can't help but notice mm-hmm. the energy that's around you. But, you know, spirit will be respectful of me as well. That's, that's good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I like crazy, have. okay? <laughs> now, when you talk about... Um, spirit guides and I, I hear people talk about spirit guides all the time mm-hmm. what what is just so, you know clarification for our audience what what is a spirit guide uh, a spirit guide is an energy that has had many incarnations on the earth plane 
they come to Earth School to learn just like we do, to learn their lessons. And they've excelled to the extent that they sort of qualify as, as life coaches. Mm-hmm. They've lived uh, sometimes uh, famous incarnations where they've been, you know, famous people. And I have spirit guides that come through that are, you know, not famous. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they qualify as a life coach in, and usually in a particular field. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to be building a home, there's a spirit guide for that. Sort of like there's an app for that. There's a spirit guide for everything. Um, and it's wonderful because you can, you can rely on them to assist you. Everyone has a master spirit guide that's with them from the time they're born until oh. the time we go home. Really? That's yours and yours alone. And that's the guide that I teach my students to connect to so that they can have a trusted source of information. So I wonder wow. if that's the, uh, the, uh, the female that I always record. Maybe she's my spirit guide. I have no doubt. I feel very strongly that she is. I'd love to come up and bring her through for you so that you can figure out who to. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've asked the question many times, like, you know, who are you? And I never get the right <laughs> response. But wow. I, did, I did some crazy stuff last night. I, um, I recorded 40 audio clips with uh, messages in each with uh yeah with uh, each one when uh, when a car goes by my house there's a there's uh voices that come through on the peak of that sound and then i filter out the sounds of the car and leave mostly the voices intact and uh-huh. um it's interesting stuff i could uh, i could send you some files if you want and um oh yeah. you know me i would gobble it up like candy <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool I an email from mike markowitz like is like christmas <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got 40 tracks. And I just got tired. You know, I, mean, I probably could have gone all night with it and got 100, but... Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what I do is well, I'd, I'd ask a question, a car would go by, I'd wait and listen to it, you know, and then... And, and your theory on that, Mike, would be what? That back? they attach to the white noise of, of the car going by? Yeah, they surf on it. Mm. They surf on it. That's, that was always um, what I understood to be true. Mm-hmm. The way yep. that they would attach to... Um, to electromagnetic frequency maybe coming from a TV. Yeah, sure. They um they'll hop on any kind of uh any kind of acoustic energy, any kind of sound energy. Um they'll uh they'll be on it. But they also talk in um uh in silence because I was picking up a man whispering as well. So right. when it was quiet, when it was quiet, so it works both ways. It's just easier to hear when there's some extraneous noise going on. Maybe it depends on the strength of their energy and what they need to come through. Yeah, it's a, it's, it, it varies quite a lot, and I don't know why, but um, there it is, you know. There it is. <laughs> Nate, Nate in, the, in the chat room just said an email from Mike should be called EVP mail. <laughs> 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 but there's a, there's a T-shirt waiting to happen. Yeah, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, it, it is interesting that you think that that, that woman is your spirit guide, and, and I mean, I, it does seem that she's always, all those recordings you've played for me over the years, it, 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 she is always there. Oh, yeah, all so, the time. And I hear her audibly once mm-hmm. in a while. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm at work, you know, all of a sudden you, there's my name, right? She whispers it right in my ear, mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. one ear or the other. Wow. And uh, it just, uh, you know, whoa, yeah, hello. <laughs> so she's watching out for you. So that's, yeah. that's, that's I think that's cool. the whole point is yeah. to... I feel very strongly that, that she's with you right now to support you in your work to bring these EVP recordings more to the public so that people can experience them. Mm. And she's been supporting yeah. you all along. Mm. That's awesome. Cool. 
Yeah. No. I, and for some reason, um, and this is how it sort of comes to me in conversation, I'll get a word that sort of uh, appears across my third eye like a billboard. I'm yeah. getting the name Sarah really strongly across my, my third eye as we're talking about this. So um, uh-huh. maybe when I come up, we'll figure that out. But for sure, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Wow. I think Seven? I've heard that name before too, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You have? I think, yeah, I think that was another medium who said the same thing. A long time ago. Wow. Yep. This is where I say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, I, get how, that, I get that all the time. It's so crazy. Yeah. How do I know? Like, I, I am not, I've had psychics tell me that, yeah, you know, you just don't acknowledge it, but you do have, you know, that gift. But mm-hmm. how do I know who my spirit guide is? I mean... Uh, do they you don't until you start thing. to form a connection. Mm-hmm. Honestly, usually you have to rely on another medium to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how I consider it. Everybody is on 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 the road. Picture a, a super highway with a lot of lanes in it. Mm-hmm. We are all going in the same direction, but some of us are way ahead of others, and some of us are way behind. Mm-hmm. We're all going the same way. We all have the ability to communicate with spirit. It's just, where are we on the highway? How far along are we? And mm-hmm. how do we get from, from point A to point B? And there's lots of ways that you can do that. You can take classes. You can meditate. That is huge. Mm-hmm. I call it the M word. My students hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> um, they do. Honestly, it's the hardest thing for people. But uh-huh. um, what I get strongly now from, from my guides is that we really no longer have to go as deep as we thought. Mm-hmm. to communicate with spirit, that really you can stay somewhat shallow and observational in your third eye, and you'll receive a lot more than you think you will. People try too hard, and that's, that's a barrier also. But, but my point is that you, you don't know who your guide is until someone either connects you or you're able to receive. And there's mm-hmm. just so many ways to do it. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I think I'm that car way in the back. <laughs> No, you're not. And I'm trying to catch up. And, and you're not only the car in the back, you're in the trunk. Thanks. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm in the trunk oh. trying to get out. <laughs> that, that's one for Ron. Thanks. Thanks. I'll let him know that you're you're covering for him very well. <laughs> oh, man. Teasing, that's of course. Funny. And we, I always joke to Anne that she's EVP impaired. Yeah, that too. <laughs> impaired? Oh I'm EVP God. impaired. I can't. You know, I can't hear. Him, he plays me stuff, and I and I'm like Mike. All I hear is choo, 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 and he's like, you didn't you hear, this, hear big, this big ten word long sentence. I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. It, it does take a trained ear. It, 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 it really does. does. So, some of them, you really have to have been doing this for a really long time. One of the exercises that I give my students. Is to, is to sit in a noisy area and close your eyes and mentally pick out and distinguish every single sound from the other. Mm-hmm. You know, identify a sound, let it go, go to the next. What is, what is that sound? Okay, identify that, let it go. Mm-hmm. And if you do that repeatedly, your, your, your hearing just becomes so sensitive. Yep. You can pick out the smallest little thing, and that really helps, I think, in, um, in listening to EVPs. It did with me, anyway. Absolutely. Wow. And I tell people to, uh, when you listen to music, you know, listen to the bass guitar, listen to the keyboards, yeah. listen to the guitar, listen to the vocals, yeah. pick out Same each principle. individual 
instrument. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and that can be a good, a good tool to, uh, help listen, you know, to zoom in on, um, a particular sound that you're trying to listen you're to. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's I've also well, described it as, um, <laughs> like if, if sound was a tube coming at you, that inside this, the tube is like a piece of PVC tube. There are, mm-hmm. um, little, uh, you know, other tubes of noise, and each one is its own source. And what you have to do is kind of move your mind around those different tubes so you're just getting the free, the flow of sound that you want to hear. And in doing that, you can actually switch, switch your mind around and start hearing layers of EVP that you didn't hear before. It's oh, amazing. Right. See? I'm learning. That's well, fantastic. And that's what I need to do, too, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I think that, that you guys have great analogies, by the way. Um, <laughs> when, you, I, when you've done it a while, you come up with all kinds of metaphors. <laughs> People look at you like, here comes another metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, the life we live is so busy, and I think people have a really hard time doing that, slowing down and just listening and you're absolutely right i I think that's a major complaint i guess that's probably one of my biggest obstacles is that i don't ever just sit and you know sit and listen and and maybe if i maybe if i did you know i would i would hear my spirit guide saying ian ian over here ian (laughs) but um, there's no question that you would yeah this society is so focused on making every minute count yeah. in their life that they feel if they just indulge themselves in doing absolutely nothing that it's somehow wasteful. <laughs> and nothing, not but it's true, and nothing could be further from the truth. Right. Because you become more centered and more balanced if you just allow yourself to just be. Sit mm-hmm. and be and listen. Mm-hmm. And um, some amazing stuff happens when you yep. do that. My students have a hard, hard time. Um, one of the things I have them do is, is to journal every day, and I give them different things to journal about, like gratitude and worries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That is, that can, is an you know, awesome exercise. We have uh, to, sorry to jump in, um, we no. are going to head out to break uh, okay. right now and just want everybody to know that you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. And we are on Tohinet, and we are also on Parax. So if you want to jump in the chat room and ask us some questions, just hop on. And I'm I'm not on Parax tonight, but I am monitoring the Tohinet chat room. So fire away if you have any questions for Celeste or for Mike. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Anne and my special co-host, Mike Markowitz, and our guest, Celeste Woods, psychic Mm -hmm. medium Celeste Woods. (laughs) Got to throw that part in. That's all one word. (laughs) I know, right? Psychic, medium, Celeste Woods all run together. (laughs) And Celeste, while I think of it, can you tell people your website, please? Yes, it's very simple. Uh, It's just CelesteWoods.com. And uh, on that website, you can get all kinds of information on on what I do. Excellent. And I also have that Mm -hmm. up on our Facebook page. If anybody wants to hop on there, just click on the link. That's the easy way. Um, We have a question for you from the chat room, Celeste. Um, Kat in Canada wants to know, would you ever come up to the Toronto area? Absolutely. What time is it now? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm on my way. All right. I love to travel. Yes, I would be happy to. And uh, all you have to do is contact me through my website, and uh, we'll we'll get something on the schedule. Ah, there you go, Kat. So she does, and she will. Um, we're just going to um, take one, uh, a couple minutes here. I have a new edition. Well, it's, 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 I'm sorry, it's not a new edition of Cemetery Tripping. Uh, it's kind of a revival of an old one. But, um, Anna, if you could play our Cemetery Tripping, that would be great. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where each week I will feature a different cemetery that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today we are visiting Hope Cemetery in Worcester, Mass. Dedicated in 1852, it is a beautiful garden-style cemetery, born of the rural cemetery movement. It is a city-owned cemetery, and among its many notable grave sites are those of Revolutionary War hero Captain Peter Slater of the Boston Tea Party, abolitionists and early feminists Abby Kelly Foster and Eli Thayer, poet Elizabeth Bishop, and rocket pioneer Robert Goddard. As early as the late 1840s, the need for a new civic cemetery was under discussion as older burial grounds either filled up or fell victim to neglect. Hope Cemetery replaced as many as six earlier burial grounds that were overwhelmed by the growing city. By the end of the century, remains from Mechanic Street, Tapman, and Pine Meadow cemeteries were reinterred at Hope, and in the 1960s, graves were moved here from Worcester Common. In the style of most garden cemeteries, The roads and paths are named for the beautiful trees, bushes, and flowers that flourish here. There are wonderful mausoleums, monuments, and statuary at every turn. Although not as expansive as Mount Auburn Cemetery in Cambridge, Hope has many beautiful and inspirational markers which are amazing works of art. I would like to talk about one piece of statuary in particular, which marks the plot of Ivor Johnson and his family. Ivor arrived in Worcester from his native Norway in 1863 at the age of 22 and immediately set to work as a gunsmith. By 1885, he was also manufacturing bicycles and owned the Ivor Johnson Arms and Cycle Works. The beautiful monument of a woman and child attributed to sculptor Andrew O'Connor Sr. 
was erected following Johnson's death by his widow Mary. Their daughter Nettie died in 1874 at the age of five. This is a stunning and moving monument that I urge you to seek out if you visit. Hope Cemetery is situated near the top of Webster Street in Worcester and occupies approximately 168 acres of rolling land, and there's plenty of room to park along the cemetery roads. In 1998, Hope Cemetery was placed on the National Register of Historic Places. I hope you have the opportunity to plan a trip to this lovely cemetery. Oops. (laughs) The end. (laughs) (laughs) The end. I guess it got chopped off. That's okay. Um... We, what I wanted to ask you, Celeste, um, mm-hmm. when I was looking at your website, and I see that you do past life regression. Well, <laughs> there's always a story behind everything that I do. Um, <laughs> my mentor is fond of saying, there is no such thing as can't or don't. It's up until now, I haven't, right? <laughs> okay. So, no, this is true. And so, up until recently, I had not specialized or done any, you know, real in-depth work with past life regressions, but Mm -hmm. whenever I do readings, um, if it's appropriate and if it's in their highest good for me to know or for them to know, um, I'll get a flash of what a past life was for them, if it's relevant to what they're experiencing in this life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, hey, you know, if I'm able to do that, what if? And so one of my students asked me recently to, um, to do a past life reading for herself and for her best friend, because I had said in the past, you guys have had many lives together. It's just crazy. Wow. So, so we did, and I got like three or four past lives uh, within about 30 minutes. It was just, it was kind of crazy. So I'm just now beginning to, to do more work in that area. It's, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a really, that is a really cool thing to think that your friendship you know, went went from one life to another to another with someone. Oh, sure. That's that's awesome. It, it makes total sense because before we're born, we're on the other side with, with everyone that's in our soul family. And, and who are they? The people in your soul family are all of the people that are in your life now, your family, your friends, uh, people who are who are some kind of thread that's weaving through the tapestry of your life. Mm-hmm. There's another metaphor for you. Um <laughs> And um, and we make soul agreements with with these wonderful spirits, and uh, those agreements are for the purpose uh, for all of us to learn uh, the concepts that that we want to learn by by incarnating here on on the earth plane. So um, there are there are many many occasions where you can have multiple lifetimes with one particular spirit. Uh, with these two particular uh, girls. They had been sisters in one lifetime, a mother and mother and daughter in another lifetime, uh, husband and wife in another lifetime. Kind of crazy, <laughs> and it was it was nuts. In, in one of the lifetimes, she was in um, Tuscany during World War II, um, and fell in love with an American GI who crashed his plane, and they never got to be together. Mm. And during the reading, her guides said to me, "Tell her he's Joe." And I thought, I have no idea what this means, but I'll say it, as, as is always the case in my work. I have no idea what this means, but I'll say it. Mm-hmm. And I said it, and she burst into tears. I said, why are you crying? She said, my husband is Joe. Oh, oh yeah. that's awesome. I'm going to cry. You never know when something's going to be relevant. It's, it, I love, love, love that work. Oh. It's, it's really a lot of fun, yeah. That, so. is, that is awesome. 
that that's making me all teary eyed now. See what you did? <laughs> oh, see, I didn't mean to make you for clumps. Oh my god. <laughs> so um, we do we um I do have a couple more questions from the chat room. Um uh Trey would like to know, um about your classes and workshops. Are they only at your location? I know you've already answered and said that you do travel. Um he said, can they be taken online? Um, actually, very soon. They oh. will be able to be taken online. Um, I'm beginning to put together class materials that will be distributed together either with a DVD or via teleseminar. We're working that out at this end right now. Um, and hopefully that will help me cut down a little bit on laundry and traveling. <laughs> um, but I really do love to travel, and um, depending on location, I have uh, – well, really not depending on location. I'm I'm willing to fly just about anywhere. So, wow. um, yeah, I have a great time with it. Oh, that's great. So, um, Trey, that was an answer to your question. And, and if you want to contact Celeste, we do have the, the website up. So, you know, shout out to her and maybe you can, you know, get clued into that on what she's going to be doing. Um, we just had um, Kat in the chat room just said um, she and her daughter – um, Lily, uh, have been together for many lifetimes, and Lily told her this when she could first talk. She yeah. said, we go back and forth between being mother and child. Last time she was the mommy, I was floored, and, and she mm-hmm. said she was 18 months old. Mm, holy cow. <laughs> that's, that, that's, uh, wow. <laughs> that is a wow moment, especially you, for a mother. Yeah. yeah. What do you do with that, right? What would you say to that? Well, I I have to say that I'm getting it more and more. Mm -hmm. I have so many parents uh, that are coming to me right now uh, with stories that their children can either see spirit um, or uh, are seeing flashes of lights and colors and auras, Mm -hmm. and they are trying to find a way to make it okay for their kids um, and to try to understand what's going on with them. The children that are that are here now, that are coming through now, are so fully equipped, it's not even funny. Their wow. toolboxes are totally full. They're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> and they just need a place to be. They need a place, uh, a safe and secure place, where they can be nurtured, where their spiritual gifts can come forth. So um, this does not surprise me whatsoever. Um, I I have four boys, mm-hmm. uh, 22 wow. yeah. Yeah, there's happy hour in my house, trust me, 22, 19, 18, and 12 and a half. And um, my eldest could see spirit at 18 months. Wow. Um, and I've had a few experiences with that. My 12 and a half year old uh, saw spirit uh, up until he was about nine years old, and then he discovered video games and girls, and that kind of pushed it down a little bit. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Which which I allowed because he needs to be a normal child, right? Right. There's time enough to talk to the dead. Be a kid. That's sort of how I feel. That's, um, doesn't surprise me at all, Anne. Uh, I uh, honestly, I'm getting more and more stories. So I'm developing a class for uh, for children, and I want to write a children's book about it as well. So that's on the agenda for 2013. That's awesome. Nice. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Great idea. We have another question, too, uh, from Stephen Scott. He's over in Scotland. Uh, he would like to ask, uh, let's see, um, do you have any thoughts on the way mediumship has developed in recent years, particularly in the way it's portrayed on TV? Do you think that Can you spirit... Can in a Scottish accent? <laughs> no, I can't. 
<laughs> I can't. No, sorry. I can, but I'm not going to. <laughs> does she think? Does she think that spirit contact um, is in danger of becoming viewed as an entertainment? Wow. Mm. Yes. <laughs> well, I think the important thing to remember for anybody who watches TV, and I don't care if it's Ghost Hunters or you know any and love, I mean any of these shows, there it's a product, and the product is intended to gain viewership, mm-hmm. and it's taking something and not necessarily sensationalizing it, but it is very well produced. Um, so that it will attract viewers. And I find that, um, on the one hand, I think it's wonderful because it says that the world is waking up and they're ready for it. Uh, people are gobbling up shows on spirituality. Uh, you've got Oprah's uh, Super Soul Sunday. You've got um, Sci-Fi Channel and all the wonderful shows on there. Um, so the world is ready for more. I would like to see it handled responsibly insofar as very often it's portrayed as, as dark or scary or negative. And this does nothing to help the cause with these kids, by the way, who are coming along, you know, gifted and, and, and afraid of what's going on with them because of what it, they see on television. So I would like to see a little bit more balance in how things are portrayed. But really when you think of the big picture... Um, the world is ready for this kind of programming. It just needs to be responsible. So in, every, every medium has their own style. I am a huge fan of John Edward and Lisa Williams and Teresa Caputo. I think they're incredibly gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all in it for the right reason. We just we all have different approaches. Right. Um, that's, that's really about it. And, and okay. there's an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, there certainly is. <laughs> That's a very long-winded answer to his but, question. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's that's all right because I think you know that's absolutely you know you fully answered his question, um, and I agree with that. As I I think, you know, it's not dark and scary, and and honestly, the more psychic mediums that I meet, they're perfectly ordinary, nice people. Oh my and, gosh, I'm a mother of four from New Jersey. It doesn't right. get more. <laughs> down to earth than that (laughs) you know what I mean if I can do this anybody can do this honestly right we're we're not blessed you know with with fairy dust or anything this is we are in well maybe we are um we are inherently spirit we're spirit first and we come here to have to drive a human car and to have human experiences and then we go back to spirit form so Really, we're all just in a state of remembering. We're not learning it for the first time. We're just getting back to our roots. Hmm. That's how I prefer to look at it. And I would really like, I would like the media to just um, address it more from that point of view. But will it sell? Who knows? I mean, that's how the media is driven. So, right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, Stephen says he that was a great answer. He thanks you. Well, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> I tend to babble, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, one of the, one of the questions that I also wanted to ask um, is that I always hear about auras, people's people's aura. Um, hmm. What 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 is your aura? What is your aura? 
The the aura is really the energy field that surrounds the human body. Okay, and um, some people can see it with their human eyes outside of bodies, and some people intuit a color in an aura. Um, they're not seeing it with their human eyes. They're seeing it in their third eye. They are intuiting it with their clairvoyance. Okay? So it's, I would have to say, based on my experience, um, most of my students intuit auras as I do. Uh, when I was little um, in Catholic Church, <laughs> uh, Father Trainer would be up on, on the pulpit on Sunday morning, and I could see this giant golden glow around his head. Oh. And I thought, yeah, I thought it was the lighting in the church. It was one of those really old-fashioned Catholic churches with, uh-huh. with you know, the dim lighting. Right. But that's what I always thought it was. And it's not until I became an adult that I realized what I was seeing was the gold in his aura. Wow. Uh, I don't know why I don't see it all the time now. Occasionally I will, but I am, I am much better at intuiting an aura than I am in seeing it with my eyes. Mm-hmm. So. So what? So there's different there's different colors. I mean, what did different mm-hmm. colors mean? Like he had a gold aura. Oh boy, there's there's so many. Oh boy, you have tough questions, Anne. I'm there's sorry. There's a lot of colors. <laughs> no, that's it's it's actually a wonderful question because I get so much um, interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are what are called universally accepted meanings of color uh, in in the field. Uh, when reading auras, and for instance, purple would be the color of universal wisdom, and um, green would be growth and healing. It can also mean jealousy and envy. Uh, pink can can mean love. It can also mean uh, being nice at the expense of being real. It depends on the individual and what kind of energy you're picking up from them in their presence. So there's there's just tons of colors and and layers to the meanings. It also depends on how deep the color is. Mm-hmm. It can right. it can take on a different meaning based on the shade. Mm-hmm. So I see flashes of violet. I feel another class coming on. <laughs> <laughs> what what did you say, Mike? I said I um I often will see uh, flashes of violet. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like uh, almost like crescent shaped. Just like these these flashes and it's not, it doesn't come from my glasses. It uh, doesn't come from, uh, you know, any kind of reflected surface or anything. It's just once in a while, I just see this, this like real deep purple violet color. I asked my eye doctor about it and he, and he said, I have no idea what that is, (laughs) but you know, I, it's, it's only once in a while. I see it maybe twice a month. Mm -hmm. I've had that before. Um, we sit in mediumship circle in my house here uh, every Tuesday. One of the classes that I taught, I taught about 12 students, and when I was done, seven of them qualified for a mediumship circle, which wow. was really, really cool. Yeah, so we meet every Tuesday, and uh, at any given time, we're able to see flashes of color in the room. And when we see green, we know that that's Archangel Raphael, who is the Archangel of Healers. And a lot of us are, are Reiki masters or Reiki level one or what have you. So he's always present when I'm doing a Reiki session. Um, if I'm seeing a cobalt blue, I'll know Archangel Michael is around. Um, so if you, yeah, if you Google the color and, and an Archangel, you'll discover that there's, there's different colors for different energies. It's pretty cool that you can see that, Mike. I think you're uh, gifted in the making there. 
<laughs> I, I like to call myself a um, an EVP medium. <laughs> you know, because the stuff comes through on the recordings, but I don't get it. Uh, you know, I don't get it in my head or anything. I, it just comes through on the recordings. It's weird. Well, you've been so focused on receiving one way for so yeah. long that it would be really cool to put you in a situation where you're forced to receive in other ways to see how you react to that. I think I think you'd be ready. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had some um, astral projection experiences and. Um, but it wasn't of my own doing, so I know I'm able to do it. It just that I don't what do you know mean how to by that? It. Um, well, I've had some um, some dark entities uh, attack me for a few years, and mm. I've also had um, uh, an, an angelic experience um, as well. I've seen both ends of the spectrum as far as that goes, and um, very interesting. But um, you know, it's usually when I'm sleeping and um, early in the morning, maybe like when I'm about to wake up to go to work or something, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, here comes the, uh, the big bully <laughs> and the big, the big smackdown. And um, it's interesting. There's a whole story behind it. I could do a whole show on it. <laughs> but uh, I've learned an awful lot about it. And I've learned to escape and I've learned some protection things. And, um, you know, I'd like to do that more. And, um because now I know, kind of know how it feels, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really terrifying to oh experience God, yeah. something like that. I've been through it. I've been psychically attacked um, while I've been sleeping. And <sighs> it, it kind of takes your breath away. Um, and this is, I really focus a lot on centering and protection uh, for my students so that they know they need to aim for the highest vibration possible. Uh, their guides and angels, and um, to ask their guides to keep anything lower, you know, just away. Um, and I try not to focus on anything low level because I don't want to scare them either. But, you know, if, right. like us, we've been in paranormal investigation. We've been exposed to that a lot. And it's really easy to have something attached to you. It's so, awful. Uh, it's important you. to go through cleansing exercises for yourself, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's really it's scary, isn't it? Oh, my Lord. I, I think the... Uh... The most fear that I've had is uh, was on that side, you know, to feel hands on you, to feel the speed of yeah. movement as they uh, throw you around and the haymakers of big, huge fists pummeling you and strangulations. Oh, my word. Yeah. And, you know, being being tossed around. And, what and did you have it. for dinner? <laughs> Chili. <laughs> no more there Chinese before bed night. Holy cow. He had his well, hands. Famous man chili before bed. <laughs> it's a, it's very it's interesting. It's really, really terrifying. I've, for, for me, it's only been the sensation of being grabbed from behind around the throat um, and the shoulder area and literally lifted off the ground. Oh, my God. Um, Mike, that's, that's like you. Yeah. yeah. I've had that. And you feel like you're screaming and nothing is coming out. You know, nothing is. You're just not able to to call for help. You you feel desperate about it in the moment. And then, bam, you're awake. You know, it's now, just did you, you come out of it. And now, it, did you, you feel, feel the terror in your chest afterward. It's horrible. Well, that's the thing. But you didn't feel any pain from the hand around your throat, did you? No, no pain. No pain. That's because mm-hmm. you don't have a physical body. I never felt the pain either. But what mm-hmm. I, the only things that I ever felt were the things that were real, which were the hands of another entity on you. Because that's real. And when they move yeah. your spirit, just like they would... You know, a big person would throw you around in this world. You'd feel that 
that um, that movement. But that's what I felt on the other side as well. I felt the movement. Wow. And I felt the orientation of being, you know, upside down and, you know, left and right and here and there. But I never felt any pain. But it was fear that was driving most of that. And it was right. the loss of control that was the scary thing. Yeah, it's true. You, you gave up a little bit of your uh, a, a little bit of your power there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, but and, and like you I got said, bullied. I was sleeping. So you have to stand so, your ground. Yeah, they took advantage of me while I was sleeping, you know. Oh, you're most vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your vulnerability. But, but I, also, I also got, um, you know, a gift of extreme love from uh, from uh, an angel. I believe it's an angel. And um, it was another, that was awesome. That was like the best thing ever. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually yeah. felt something. It's the that, opposite um, extreme. It's, it's almost euphoria when you feel that kind of euphoria. presence around you. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, so I was shown that, you know, there's not only that, but there's also this. So um, Mm -hmm. a lot of information came out of it. And, um, you know, when I talk about ghost hunting, sometimes I'll touch on this stuff, too, because I think it's part of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. It's important to experience the dark as well as the light. You need to be able to recognize it. Um, And when it happens to you, it's usually, and, and it was happening to me, Mike, um, only on the nights when I would forget to to cut my cords, um, and it's a fun exercise I, I always do. I have people imagine the faces of everybody they've encountered that day stuck like bubble gum to them, and I make them <laughs> yeah. pull them away, pull them away, and snip them, and then uh, bathe themselves in white light, and they sleep like babies afterward. But on the nights that I forgot to do it is when it would happen. So wow. for me, I kind of felt like it was an education for me. What did you forget to do tonight? Your guides would right. never let anything happen to you. Uh, so this is, it's always for your highest good that this happens. It's to remind you that you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, it, it, hap- it started happening before I got into um, recording, uh, years mm-hmm. before. I got the one, the one attack, and I always thought it was the worst nightmare I ever had. And then when it happened again later, I'm like, oh, that wasn't a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is a great... Um, a great visual, Celeste, is, is, is the bubble gum and the strings and, 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 and cut through those strings. And um, mm. I think what a, what a great thing to go through, you know, before you're about to rest. I mean, I'll, I'm going to have to remember that because... Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful it's, thing to do. And, you know, it, in the beginning when you start to do it, it, it kind of takes time because now you have to think about, well, who did I see today? Mm, right. <laughs> Even if you just gather them in groups. Right and, right, right, and pull them away like bubble gum. Um, it's yeah. fun. You can also, uh, before you walk in the house, just wipe your feet on the mat outside. Mm-hmm. And as you do it, say, I spiritually wipe any energy off of, of me before I walk into my home. That is great. And I, I think it's, it's, it's important. I mean, we have so much crap that just <laughs> happens every day. Well, we're sponges. We absorb it yeah. from other people during the day. You have to. You have to get rid of it, and and that's just an absolutely wonderful way. And what? we are unfortunately just about out of time. And and Anne is telling me I have about a minute to where uh, to we're going to be hitting our our outro. But um, Celeste, can you give the people uh, listening one more time your your website? Yes, it's www.celestewoods.com. That's C E L E S T E W O O D S dot com. And if you'd like to email me direct and not go through the website, it's celestewoods at comcast.net. 
Wonderful. Well, Celeste, this has been, this hour flew, and I'm so happy that you could come on and join us. I I really enjoyed having you on, and I, I hope we can have you back again. Oh, I'd love to. It was such fun catching up with both of you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> and you, you take care, and we will catch you next time. Thank you. All right. Bye, Celeste. Good night. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, Mike, our outro is, is going to be up any second. So uh, yeah. uh, anything you want to, any potting thoughts you want to throw out there? Going to be appearing anywhere? Uh, there's, there's some stuff coming up there, just the Paracons, okay. uh, coming up in, uh, in April, but, um, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's April 13th. Okay. Um, I, I don't even, I, I got top of my head. I can't remember. I didn't write it down before the show, so I'm at a loss. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. But thank you so much for being my co-host, my co-host tonight. I really Woo-hoo. appreciate it. And thank you everybody for listening. And you might hear Ron if he gets his voice back by next week. So thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.